Yo, 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 it's EJ and Lawana. And it's another episode, though we know it's kind of late, of ATL Watering Hole. Hey, y'all. We back. We back. Don't call it a comeback. I mean, you know, it's been a lot of stuff happening lately. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Last time I think we recorded, um, I hadn't gone on vacation. Had I? No, Mm-mm-mm. you hadn't gone on vacation yet. Oh my either. god, it's been a minute That's since been the a last very long time we recorded. Then. It's yeah. terrible because I think we I are went... terrible. Forgive us, please. Yeah, I went at the beginning of May, so yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. but we back. We've been gone for a minute, so we're we not going, we're not gonna hold y'all up. We're gonna get right on into it. The It's a Vibe is our Jennifer Hudson and her portrayal of Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, which is crazy because she did such a good job in Dream Girls, even though that's fake fictional um you would i don't know why i didn't think she was gonna do a good job i don't know i just yeah so ej happened to be at my house um and i was like we need to watch you know aretha and she was like yeah yeah and i was like whoa pause right let's let's unpack that um and figure out what is all that reservation about and she's like i just don't know how i feel about it i thought she was going to oversee but she stuck. She stuck close to what I feel like Aretha would have done. So I think she did her homework. See, and I never underestimated Jay Hood. I thought she was gonna, you know, if not her, who else could have played it for me? Honestly, for me, no really thinking about it, I don't think maybe Amber Riley. Maybe she yeah. got the voice. Okay. Now maybe not the look, and I don't think she's tall enough for the role. Who did Amber Riley is from Glee. See, I've never watched Glee. Your you never watched Glee. Oh, see. Is that a now, the funny thing about it is I didn't watch oh, Glee either, okay. but Amber Riley won um, Dancing with the Stars. She kind of has the look. So I think bit. she could have been a good choice for the role. Okay. See, I can neither confirm nor deny because I don't really know her like that. Uh, but yeah. I do know Jay Hood and um, I, you know, she did not disappoint. I was really um, not only excited to see it because I'm a huge Aretha Fra- Franklin, you know, fan, rest in heaven, beautiful angel. Um, I was trying to figure out how Marlon Wayans was going to pull this off because right. I've never seen him in anything that wasn't a comedy. That's right. And usually people don't transition well for me. It's like once I've seen you be that goofy, right. like we saw him dress right. up as a white woman. And like it she, does seem like he was trying very hard, but at the same time, I will say he did a decent job. It was decent. It was, it decent. was decent. Now, and I don't know too much about the p- person that he portrayed, but I would say I didn't see Marlon. Okay, I can say that. I didn't see Marlon. I also didn't see that character. Like, I still wasn't believing it all the way. Not all the way. <laughs> Which is good, though, because, spoiler alert, the character's really not that great of a guy. No, he wasn't. So I don't think I was supposed to like him anyway. Right. Um, this is true. But, yeah. And then you d- you have her that now, them being on the cast of that movie together has sparked a love connection. Like, Supposedly. They're together. Are, are, they, are they together for real, for real? Or is this just in the blogs and on, like, the, the stuff? Because I haven't seen anything that's confirmed for sure. It was almost like... He, he, they said he sent her flowers. He was kind of like doting on her to get her more comfortable in portraying a couple. I don't necessarily think that they're together. No, honey, I've done the research. I've seen their interviews where they ask him about it. And he's like, I am absolutely in love with her. Her voice mm. gives me Woody. Like he was saying how his her voice turns him on. And she was like, I've never met a more like, 
compassionate, nurturing man. He catered to my needs. He made sure I got massages after a and long day And I do remember hearing set. about that, but that's, I didn't know it was that's more trying so to leaning holler. towards Girl, trying to be in a relationship. And then I've seen other interviews of kids where he's talked about he doesn't believe in marriage. He might not or believe in marriage. That don't mean he However, Jay, Jennifer Jay Hudson is kind of one of those people who ain't probably trying to do marriage either. And they might just be having fun. It's not to say that this is going to be marriage or anything, you know. I definitely think they're together, though. And I definitely think they have smashed. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I do believe. I saw how she looked at him. I saw how he was looking at her. They showed them kissing. Like, not on set. Kissing. Like, in real life. Oh, okay. So, like, walking down the street. Like, they went and got dinner. You know, cap, you know, the caught the sun, the moon, or whatever. Like, oh, it hit you right. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, you lacking lips. Yeah. And he said okay. something about how, like, she's the first woman that he felt this way about or that he ever felt what how did he put it i don't know he's very he's surprisingly very poetic like when he speaks i was drawn in um something about like her being the first woman since his mother that made him think about something other than himself like gave him a reason to want to be giving or made him believe in love again if they knew each other before or or in more than just in passing before doing this movie Maybe not. Maybe not. It doesn't sound like it. Because he's like, you know, when I met her, I knew it was something different. You know, this is the first woman I've met since my mother that made me feel these feelings. So, well, that was the other thing that he said in his interviews about his thoughts on marriage. He felt like at the time his mother was his queen and she was the only queen until she passed. And, And then he felt like he had more room. To allow, I guess, a, another person to step in that place, I guess. And he didn't say that until after he met Jay Hood. Come mm-hmm. on, Queen. Okay. <laughs> it's a vibe. We'll see. She it's probably- a vibe. Yes, we are very proud of Miss Hudson and what she's done with that role. Do I, you think they yeah. made a cute couple? <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have an opinion either way. Cause I, <laughs> I, no, I wasn't checking for Marlon like that. You know what I mean? Not to say that I have to be checking for him to see it or whatever, but I'm just like I'm indifferent. Like, well, I don't know why. At first, I couldn't see it. I'm, I'm indifferent. Now it's I weird. Can see it. But Marlon is what? He almost fifty. He's ten years older than her. Okay, yeah, I knew he was so kind of old. Yeah, because I think she's thirty-five and he's forty-five. Or yeah, that sounds about right. Thirty-eight. That sounds about right. And I think like all that. of his kids are are grown, and she mm-hmm. has the. Um, her son, I think, is in middle school, middle school age. So okay. we'll see. I hope it works out, you know. Yes. Kudos uh-huh. to you, though. Kudos you did, a, to you did the late, great Aretha Justice. Yes, yes, yes. So in other news, um, Cardi B is giving birth to her baby boy. And um, what does she name him? They haven't released the name. Oh, okay. You know, I'd be under a rock. So right. I thought I might have missed it. But I just thought it was funny because we noticed that she had the she had to make sure y'all know who she is in these streets, As if they including the hospital, by making sure she had a Louis Vuitton blanket on the bed while she's you know taking pictures with the baby. And I just thought that so the hospital covers was just not good enough for you. Okay. <laughs> and that's another reason why I decided to bring that up because she does that okay very well, and okay. I suck at it. You will not Mine's come for dry. my best friend. Hey, Cordy girl, wow. how you doing? ever hear this we're best friends in my head definitely in your head i would definitely in her head too maybe you don't know. okay we would definitely kick it me and cardi would have a whole good time speaking of cardi's husband offset has a reality show called the hype on hbo max where they're judging streetwear right mm-hmm. and when i think streetwear what do you think initially when you think streetwear 
like urban like graphic tees black is what i think no okay. i think black and <laughs> the point of the matter is it was only two black people on the show right and the one girl made it all the way to the very end i spoiler alert if you haven't already watched it all that to say i felt like a lot of the clothes that them as the um judges of this of this show i would never wear i'm like who's wearing this stuff he had this outfit on that was giving pink panther patches and i was just like if you wore this to school because you know he is from atlanta the atlanta area i might say he's specifically from little burn which is in gwinnett county here in georgia and i guarantee you if he had wore that outfit to school he would have got kicked out and to me i kind of feel like with streetwear if you want to know whether or not you have something on your hands it appeals to the kids the kids want it you know what i'm saying i feel at the same time kids can sometimes be very superficial in terms of if it doesn't have a designer name on it they don't want it even though it's exactly the same uh case in point balenciaga which is a famous brand which i don't know it's clearly out of my bracket mm -hmm. but the point of the matter is they have these shoes that look like something that's futuristic but they literally copied the same thing that Skechers did, mm. where it's to me, they seem more muted and the, the Skechers shoes were more vibrant in color. Mm -hmm. The only difference is you got Balenciaga on one and Skechers on the other. And the Skechers shoes are like between less than $100, where the Balenciagas are $800. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's the name. I don't... I don't get fashion. Clearly, I'm old. But no, I wouldn't think black. And I tell you that because that's the case with like every um, designer show. There aren't a lot of black designers. And, but that's fashion. and it's not necessarily because they don't make it. It's just that a lot of times they're not given the same opportunities that I feel like you know the other. I guess the ones on New York Fashion Week are given. And so you were hoping Offset would open that door. I would. And again, spoiler alert: black person did not win. So I'm just like, clearly, clearly not the fashions that the young man that it, that ended up winning, not to down him or anything, but I'm like, this is giving old Navy. This is not giving what streetwear. I, I wasn't feeling it at all, but that's neither here nor there. We're going to get right on into this topic here. So we're talking about being direct versus being passive in your relationships. Like what are the things that you feel like your partner should know off rip based upon, I guess, where they are in life, age, you know, experiences versus the things that we should not assume and we should tell people. And then once they do know, what is their responsibility going forward? And what does that tell you about them, I suppose? Hmm. Would you like to lead, Luana? I mean, you know, I always say you have two different sides of the the spectrum here because EJ is a little more passive aggressive than very. I am. I have always been that way. And I'm very direct. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like when I was a kid that I was rewarded for being direct without it being seen as disrespect. Oh, everything I said and did was disrespect. <laughs> I grew up the same way. What? We were just talking about this in a group on group chat that I'm in the other day about how like these kids have no idea. We couldn't even use the word liar like or no. lie. Like, oh, that's a lie. You better say telling a Oh, no, ma'am. And don't tell them a grown up is telling a story, even because you might get slapped in the mouth. Yeah. So it was mm -hmm. a lot of things that I couldn't say or do. Even the word sure. Like if it's like, oh, Luana, do you want ribs for breakfast with ribs for dinner? And I'd be like, sure. Sure. Is that sass? Mm. You're going to eat up or you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, it was just always a thing. So wow. it got to a point where I felt like 
if it's damned if I do, damned if I don't, then I'm going to just do. Because at least you know. Right. And she used to hate me. She got to a point where she wanted to stop buying me clothes because I would tell her I didn't like them. And I would try to say it in the nicest way possible, but it was always, you disrespectful. Everything was a problem. Mm. Um, I don't think we ever grew out of that, actually. I'm grown, and I think she thinks that I'm still disrespectful. But it's not. I'm just very direct. I'm just telling you what it is. And yeah, I mean, you know, and I got it from you. Like, I am a reflection of my mother. It's probably like looking in a mirror for her sometimes to a fault because she is very direct. Mm. If you stink, she probably going to tell you. <laughs> um, you know, she's, yeah. So I say all that to say, I don't know if it just carries into adulthood, but I do think, you know, your childhood may have something to do with it. You probably either choose to go with it mm-hmm. or shy away from it. Right. But so, yeah, I wasn't What do you think are the things, I guess, that people in relationships should know versus the things that you kind of have to tell them, especially when it comes to, I guess, meshing life, life, your lives together as your relationships to progress. If you go to the next level, like moving in together, what are the expectations of how you're going to conduct your household? Because everybody's different. Everybody's different and everybody doesn't believe in the same gender roles. Some right. people don't believe in gender roles at all. So it is your duty to kind of sit down and flesh that out. But for me, this is tough because I I don't really know where I draw that line, honestly. And mine probably goes to like morals and scruples, right? So if it's something that's like specific to me that I know is not just common or you just may not have run into, say, for instance, leaving the cap off of toothpaste. There are a lot of people who do that. I'm a person who does not. But that is specific to me. And so that's probably something I should take the time to tell you gets on my nerves. And I realize that because that's like a, a specific, minute, like, thing, right? It's, right. It's, it's its own thing. Right. For me, the things that come as an expectation that I don't feel like I should have to tell you are attached to the morals and the scruples and the things that I feel like should have been instilled in you long before you met me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I shouldn't have to tell you to be a person of your word. Your mama should have told yeah, you. Right. Or your right, daddy. Right. That's somebody. That, I don't even think nobody had to tell you that. That's in your nursing rhymes. Okay, but see, for some people, they need to be told because they've never been told. They walking around here saying one thing and doing another, and it's never been a problem. Well, it wasn't a problem in my last relationship. For me, not being a person of your word. Honey, people are out hmm. here. First of all, I'm sorry. Atlanta, Georgia has become the city of the city and state of the fakes and the flakes. Okay. Everybody's saying one thing and doing another. Excuse me? Well, I don't I, I oh, think, please. I'll be I there at eight. I'll I was, be there at I was gonna say, two hours as later. Far as being the fake, yes. But That's saying one thing and doing another. That's the same mm. thing. I'm this person, but really I'm someone else. Hmm. My mom always instills in me, your word is your bond. So if I give you my word that this is who I am, and then I show you that I'm someone totally different or completely opposite, then that goes against what was instilled in me. Now, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. Okay, another one. Just morals. Like the things that are tied to morals for me are things that I don't feel like should have to be explained. They should be understood and they're already expected. Things that are not necessarily morals, like leaving caps off toothpaste, blocking the door when you come in or, you know, that that's more that's that's more i I will take the time to explain thing is one of things i feel people forget all the time uh full disclosure i guess ricky and i every once in a while do not put the top on the toothpaste but it's not a big deal to me what gets on my nerve is because he has a beard so or he shaves his head so i got him um 
something from Amazon that you can hook up, you can uh, use the little suckers on the mirror so that when he shaves his, his head or whatever, the hair goes into that versus it being all over the sink. That drives me bonkers. Like, dude, can you at least wipe it off? Right. Come on. But is that something that you expect him to know or you tell him? Well, my thing is, like, before I moved in, this didn't bother you seeing all his hair all over the sink? Apparently not. I just saw. I'm, I'm just going to assume that was something that he didn't care. So is that something that you expect now he him to know, or is that something that I you had to tell like him? You had to tell him. I okay. Tell him. And did you feel like you should? I was like, babe, I felt like I shouldn't have to tell him because to me, you would think that would bother you. Like, why do you want all this hair around the scene? No. Like, come on. No, not necessarily. Everybody has different levels of cleanliness. That was one of the things I was just like. They have different. But it's like again, it's not the one thing that it to where it's like a make or break. Well, I'm out here because you know you you disgusting if I leave hair on the scent. Well, make or break wasn't the you know I don't think that's the question, but you know you asked. So yes, yeah, so like what, what are the make or break things? <sighs> See, that's that's tough because there are some make or break things that are expectation expected that I don't want to have to explain to you. And then there are some make or break things that once I've told you, nigga, you need to get it right. Right. Or you got to go, you, 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 you purposely go. irking my nerves and disturbing my peace. <laughs> right. Cause you it's like, okay, go. once I've told you, is it because you slow or is it because you just basically saying, fuck what I said? Fuck my feelings. Right. Whatever I said did <laughs> right. not matter to right. you. It went in one ear and out the other, like he was talking to your mom. Right. And so a, a good friend of mine used to say, you know, there are habits. What did he say? There are habits and then there are character flaws. And you have to constantly decipher which is which. Is the choice that this person is making a reflection of a flaw in their character, meaning it's highly unlikely to change? Or is this a, um, a habit that they can break? Because habits can be broken. Hmm. I don't know. Because in some instances, I would argue with him that it could be both. I would say, you know, it's a habit. But then when you choose to not change the habit for someone you love, then that's a flaw. Yeah. And so I don't, I, you know, I, I go back and forth doing that. I do that with every relationship. I try to understand, like, is this you or is this just you right now? And, and I, I would imagine it goes for both of your friendships and your romantic relationships. True, true. That's yeah. I, I mean that that's a very accurate point. And and my of course my best friend does not listen to this to to my show or whatever. But mm -hmm. I am going to say this right. So I went to Mexico for a wedding, and full disclosure, it was a same sex wedding. No big deal. I don't have a problem with that. It was a beautiful wedding and everything. But so at the reception, my best friend, who also is the best friend of the bride, she did her speech off the cuff, right? Meaning she didn't write it down, nothing. She just did it off the top of her head, right? And so me and her best friend go back and forth about who is the, the I guess, the ace boon coon, the first best friend, if you want, if you will, or whatever. And so my friend is up there giving her speech and she said, such and such, because I'm not going to say names, is my only best friend. And I tell you, I have not been able to live it down since because she keep, now is on video everywhere. So she sends me that little clip every chance she gets of my wait, friend who, saying. Who sends you the clip? Your best no, friend? The, the, the bride sends me the clip. Because well, like, so who is the first best friend? Yes, me and Patty. But all that to say, a lot of times I feel like people say, I guess impromptu what it is they really feel, right? 
And I was feeling some type of way about what was said because it was so off the cuff. Because to me, I feel like if that's what you said off the cuff, that's kind of how you, you really what you really feel. And not to say that this has anything per se to do with what we're saying, but I think a lot of times, again, once you know something, right? And I've, I've, I've downloaded into you. I've taken the time to be direct with you. And you do the exact opposite of what I'm telling you. What does that mean exactly? It's a choice at this point. There's the things that you do when people are not looking or things you do off the cuff because that's, I guess, what's buried inside. And then the things that are, you just blatantly just ignore me or because you can only forget so many times. Right. Okay. So what if they remember a few times to appease you and then fall back into misremembering? You might get a couple passes, but I think at the same time, it also depends on what's happening because like for right now, you're in the process of moving. So mm-hmm. right now you're a little bit, you're extra stressed right now. Man Don. down. <laughs> Man down. She got so, a couple of things going on. Here's a hint, guys. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Vegas um, and woke up the last day before we su- were supposed to leave and could not walk. Uh, excruciating pain. In Apparently, my the 30s is really doing a number. And when I say does 30 hurt, the answer is yes. <laughs> so I'll tell you right now. For all them people who lie to you out there, come on, all 30s will be the best kids of your life. It must start at 31. <laughs> because, honey, when I tell you, I, I must have put the juju on myself. My boyfriend says I put the juju out there myself because all up until I was like, does it hurt? You, you know, cracking hurt. jokes. He like, and now that shit's hurting, ain't it? I mean, it's her mad. Man, down. I woke up like the last day before we were supposed to leave and legit could not walk. Like it was just a little discomfort in my ankle, but nothing to be super concerned with. And then all of a sudden that it just escalated. Went to the ER. They're like, oh, you have plantar fasciitis. I'm like, I've never heard of like, that in my life. What is that? that? And it sounds like something for old people. I'm just 30. Um, flash forward. My boyfriend is rolling me around in a wheelchair uh, in Excalibur Hotel oh, all the way to the airport. I Damn. mean, the worst possible place and moment to be down, I went down and quickly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and we just did not see it coming. No. And I'm talking to the, oh, and I wanted to love the ER doctor because he was like this, you know, cute little dark chocolatey. You what? Yes. yes. In his 30s, he clearly was in his 30s. I think he was like 33 or something, early 30s. I love it. Little cutie pie, you okay. know? But you ain't even listening to me. You don't want me to tell you what's really wrong. You just want to tell me what you think is wrong. He did the little x-rays. I wanted to like him. Um, But then I was like, okay, so I'm going to walk tomorrow, right? He was like, no, you won't walk tomorrow. I was like, huh? He was like, and you might not walk the next day either. But the dude finna come in here and show you how to work these crutches, okay? (laughs) Now, mind you, I've never been on crutches a day in my life. So it was like a crash course. Have you seen that gif or gif of uh, Bambi slipping? On the ice? Yes. Oh, wow. That's me on crutches. Wow. Okay. Terror. Man mm. down. Okay. It's dangerous. It is a dangerous situation. I don't know who invented crutches, but they need to stop. They really ought to stop. Anywho, um, flash forward five weeks later, I'm still down. <laughs> and it got progressively worse. I, I went to see a podiatrist and she said that 
my foot is crumbling into pieces. I have micro fractures. So what mm. even plants are? And I wanted to love you, Mr. Black Doctor. I really did. Well, you know, ER doctors give, giving him some grace. There's only so much they can do in an ER situation. He couldn't really look at your foot in the, you know, the same way that a podiatrist can. So, you know, again, ER, emergency, get you, you in know, and get stable you out, and boy. get you out. And then you go to check up with your primary and doctor. And they did get me in and they did get, get me out. out. Like, this is the all we have. emergency room visit I've ever been on. I'm pretty sure they can see it less than an hour. I bet you they see it all. Yeah, and so. I wish it was tied to some wonderful, you know, crazy story. Like, ooh, we were, you know. Yeah, I would have preferred that. I wasn't doing any damn thing. <laughs> I woke up and literally couldn't walk. This is 30. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. Back to being on topic. Yes, I am down bad. I have been down bad <laughs> for the past couple of weeks. And in my head, to be nurturing is not a gender-specific thing. No. I expect for a female in a relationship to be nurturing, but I also expect it from a man. Because again, that goes back to those morals and scruples that were instilled in you. And I just hang around compassionate people. My mom told me to be a person of compassion. Go, you know, volunteer, help those who need help. So if I help strangers who need help and I can nurture and provide for them and feed the hungry and do all that, you think someone that I love, like unconditionally that I'm with, I'm not gonna help them. I'm not gonna try to be there around the clock, especially if they lose the loss of a limb. I'm going to be there. And, you know, so is this this whole conversation about men versus women. Men aren't expected to be as nurturing as women. And I think that's a complete crock of bullshit. Um, yeah. Well, I guess, it, I, I mean, to some degree, it's not necessarily taught to men, you know, as far as they're taught to provide and what, what's, what's the other thing they're supposed to do? Protect. Protect and provide. They can't, <laughs> they ain't doing they're, they're not necessarily thinking about the nurturing part or at least picking up the slack when you can't do it. You know, it's weird because we're watching this TV show called Evil and the the main character, one of the main characters in the show is a forensic uh, psychologist. Her husband apparently can just up and go and do um, Mount Everest climbs. They got four daughters in New York and that. And it looks mm -hmm. like all four girls are in private school. And I'm like, how much is a forensic psychologist, psychologist making? When she, uh, she's the, the Catholic Church hired her to investigate paranormal phenomenon and whether it has anything to do with, you know, miracles or demons and things like that. But all that to say, I don't think it's paying nearly the kind of uh, money where someone can just go off to Mount Everest. Because if you know anything about um, training for that, and strangely enough, Ricky knows everything. When it comes to those types of uh, excursions, they are very expensive. We're talking between twenty-five and fifty thousand dollars. So, how do you have time for him to be in Mount Everest climbing stuff mm -hmm. and not at home helping you with these babies? Because all the kids are under twelve. No, they had her mama. <laughs> but all that to say, sometimes I do feel like a lot of the nurturing and all of that stuff is put on us. And the man is just kind of like, hey, I'm back. I don't receive that. I don't receive that. So, man, if you're listening, not for me. I don't receive. I think that both parties in a relationship need to be nurturing. Because if you were down, you want somebody to take care of you. And that's yeah. not a gender. I mean, they down with a coat. It ain't got shit to do with a penis. Or oh, my God. Man down. I got a coat. <laughs> yeah. Cough, cough, sniff, sniff. I, my girlfriend better be over here bringing me some soup around the clock. You know, like, I hear all kind of expectations that men have for. Come on, man. I just, so I, I guess what we're saying is, okay, if we could make a list, I guess, 
to kind of bring this home. A list of the things that that people in relationships, whether it's a man or a woman, regardless of gender roles, need to know to do, especially in situations where one partner needs a little bit more assistance. What are those things? Like, hey, cleaning up around the house a little bit more. Going to get groceries if you know I can't go get them. Especially if you over here, depending upon if you live together or not, and I can't go get them. You can say, hey, babe, don't worry about it. I'm Just send me a list. I'll go get it. You know, clean my car, which is things that mostly men are known for doing. You know, why should I have to tell you to clean my car? Right. I don't think. Yeah, I think it goes down to it depends on what we're talking about. Now, cleaning a car to me is like a gender role that I've attached for my relationship specifically. I don't feel like I should have a man and have to keep my own car clean. But that's just me. Being a good person, that, that's across the board. And I think that if you want to know where to draw the line, men, ask yourself or women, ask, the, ask yourself the question, am I living by the golden rule? Do unto others as you want done unto yourself. So if you was down bad, wouldn't you want someone to make sure you ate today? If it's hard for you to walk, wouldn't you want someone, you know, to get offer to get you grocery if you can't go get it yourself physically? Right. Just think outside of yourself and I think you'll be fine. And then what are the things that you have to, I guess, kind of like, I guess, weigh your weigh the, the good with the bad. Like, again, you are just pet peeve about this toothpaste. Do you like <laughs> I do not like when people leave caps off of toothpaste. Like anything could be crawling in there. Oh, oh my gosh. What? Shit crawls. Shit crawls everywhere. That's what people fail to realize. There are microscopic bugs that you don't even see. And that yeah, that's how it goes out there, huh? It might, yeah. Hmm. It could. It's just, I mean, put the cap on the toothpaste, dog. It's not that deep. Um, you know, women, it's women who don't want the, tea, the toilet seat left up. That's just as silly as the cap. Hmm. So go live with her because she's obviously. I mean, it's. I, I, I've done it before. The that's the one thing that I just feel like I can easily put the top on the damn I can. toothpaste. But I the hair on to. the sink when I got to clean behind it to get it and all of that stuff. Like, come on, bro. I mean, I can do both of those. I shouldn't have to. It's going to take me a lot longer to get the hair off the sink than it would for me to just put the put top on the toothpaste. It's not about time, though, for me. It's just arcing. Yeah, it's, but then I feel like if we, if I nag about that, I feel like somebody's mama versus their partner. Am I nagging by telling you it bothers me, though? Mm. Nagging to me is a constant, like, da 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 you didn't da 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 If I say, Nicks, I really don't like it when you do this. And I say that one time, that's not nagging. That's me expressing to you that so I don't like So do you feel like, like you need to have like relationship meetings where you say, babe, you know, can you not do this? Blah, 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 blah. A good friend of mine has what she calls temperature checks. And temperature they do it every two weeks. I think they pick a day of the week and okay. they sit down and they talk about what they don't like and what they do like and what's going well and what's not. That That's the time to air, clear the air. Mm. And they let each other know, like, you've been doing this. I don't like that. Or whatever. Mm. Just to make sure they're on the same page. So perhaps that's, you know, helpful. I feel like I would get to my temperature to a... check and I would just like, nothing. But I think it's funny yeah, that. Right. Know, like, See, I and that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. I feel like I wouldn't be honest at that moment. You know, because I feel like I wouldn't be focusing on surface stuff. It would be more, like, really in-depth stuff. So, again, we've talked about before that. I have a child from a you know previous marriage relationship, and my 
significant other has three children from two relationships, right? And so I feel like a lot of times he shares things with me that I can't do anything about. So it, it almost puts this unneeded burden on me shouldering things that I can't do anything about. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, what are the things that I need to know to make sure these kids is safe and that they feel loved? If it don't have any, if it don't fall in those boxes, I really don't feel like I need to know it because it just makes me, it makes me feel some type of way about people that you have to deal with for a very extended period of time. You know what I'm saying? So for me, for me to just stay neutral and just be, you know, here for these kids and here for you because we're together, I think it's best for me not to know that. And I told him that before. Right. But then at the same time, you do it again. And then when I respond in a way that you don't like, I'm not going to tell you anything anymore. Well, I told you that I don't respond well when it comes to talking about these people. You know, I'm not sure enough. Okay. So now let's take that back to what you said about people having habits or you telling them you don't like something and then them ignoring that and doing it again. Are you ignoring what I said? Or did you just forget? I'm going to lean more towards forget in this instance. But see, you, I mean, how do we know? So hopefully with, with such if said situation should arise again, let's hope that I'm not giving the full up because I'm gonna be like, oh, let me stop you. Can I help in this situation? No? Okay, then I don't need to know that. Right. And so then it should, so it doesn't bother you if the person forgot. Like if they genuinely no, because there, I think there's for that you that you got to give people some grace that there it's going to take a little bit, especially How if much? the opportunity doesn't come up very often for them to do that. That situation is not one that comes up often. However, in a living situation, not leaving the top on the toothpaste is going to be something that you might have to deal with every day. So, how much grace do you extend? I have a lot of grace right it's now. It's seven days in a week. If you put the cap on <laughs> three days, but you left it on four. Is, is that willful ignorance? You trying to irk me or you just forgot? I don't. Well, I mean, I'm assuming you rushing, you know what I'm saying? He getting ready for the day. You forget to put the top on. Or we, we got to put this toothpaste in a, some type of container that don't even need a top. I don't know. I wasn't walking yesterday and I'm not walking today. You remember to get them groceries two weeks ago, but now the grocery gone and we hungry. So at Grace? this point, like, hey, babe, you gonna get some more groceries? Cause you know I can't do it. Maybe it's just one of the things you just gotta tell them. And so, how many times should you have to tell them before it? I think after a while it would stick. Cause he's like, oh, my babe's still down. Let me go get some more groceries. I think after the repetitiveness of it, it would become a habit. He told me yesterday he's tired of this. <laughs> Not like that. I'm making a face. Tell yeah. what? Her face is like, <laughs> what? It's time to you get. It's what? time to get rid of this. Where it's time for all of this to be over. He's like. <laughs> It's, it's, it's time. Like, it's time for the crutches to go. It's time for all of this to be over. I'm, I said, Tell I mean, that to your friend. I mean, you think he's like, <laughs> I just gave him a face, like, probably like you just did. And then he was like, I mean, don't you think it's time to be over? Aren't you yeah, over? It? Like, you, if you could wave a magic goddamn wand, it would be over. Like, do you want to be like this? You can't wear your fabulous shoes. Nothing. Ciao. You can't my do jail visits, your clients my are looking at you hurts. or not looking at you because they can't see you. Like, what is he talking? What are we saying? I can't even walk my dog. And it puts me in a precarious situation because it's like, I want to tell you to go to fuck on. But I really can't. Now, can I? Or I can, but then. You're holding you know, back. 
Because, I mean, you know, we could use all the hands on deck right about now, even if the hands are halfway on deck, you know? But right. the thing about me that I don't think he realizes is that I have a whole lot of crazy and I have a whole lot of pride. Like, I'll do some shit that makes absolutely no sense to nobody, but if it served me and my soul and me and my Jesus, then that's what it is. Somebody might look at me and think, damn, you can't even walk. He's the only man you talk to. You dismissed him. You let him go. Why you didn't, you know, keep him around to help you hold his feet to the fire? Because I don't believe in none of that. I don't look to man for help. Mm. I look to the Lord from whence cometh my help. So the same way you came and you can be gone. He might send somebody better. You might be in the way. So don't yeah. play with me. I'm just. This nigga said, you might be in the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's so I mean. <laughs> Me on the other I'm waiting on you to walk this dog. I'm like, no, we can fix this. We can work on it. <laughs> and you know that you know, I don't know where this ends. I don't know. It could be to my detriment that I'm like that because again, my mother is the same way, and she never married. So, marriage not for everybody. It's not, and I don't necessarily want that to be my story. I think I can picture myself as a wife, but perhaps that's not in the cards for me. I don't know if if the expectations that this person has is just not with that person. I'm not gonna say that. Maybe, yeah. but maybe it's just something within me that doesn't line up with that type the, of a commitment to someone. Hmm. I, I I wonder because it could be that person, but it could just be me. I could be the person with the problem. That's like you can be dismissed, and I don't think that's what. May, I know that that's not what my idea of marriage is. You can't right. just you can't just people? dismiss. No, right. marriage is not one of the things where on Tuesday you got married, you took the vows, better for worse, and then by Friday, worse than kicked in, and you ready to be I'm done. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> my boyfriend tells me all the time. He's like, he's singing my praises right now, honey. By six a.m., I'm, I'm gonna be ain't shit, nigga. He ain't says that me. all the time. I mean, but. One thing to think things, you know, like, oh, you get on my nerves. I could be done with you versus saying it out loud. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To where people feel insecure. <laughs> like, I don't want to make anybody. If I said it, I said what I said. <laughs> if I said I it, then not. I meant it. Oh okay. my goodness. What did I say? I can't Rest from, in no. peace, Greg Leaks, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's very sad. Now that I'm thinking about it. I don't care for Nene that much. And but... rest in peace to all of the people who oh, lost no. their lives in the tragic Ooh, event. Of I September forgot what day it was. Lord have mercy. September in fact, we should do a moment of silence. Yes. Well, that, that kicked in right in time, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, do you remember where you were September 11th? Yes, I was in a fifth grade classroom watching one of those fatback TVs. Wow, and, I uh, you just really reminded me how, how far apart we are. This is that fifth grade. <laughs> I was a freshman in college. What? I'll never forget riding on my 10-speed bike. Oh, my God. I was on my way to, I think I was leaving class, and I was going to the student union. Um, and all these people were crowded around TVs, and I'm like, what the heck is going mm -hmm. on? Next thing I know, I see, you know, a plane hitting one of the towers. Obviously, I've never been to New York, so I don't know too much about, mm -hmm. I, I guess, the, the Twin Towers and all that stuff. But all that to say, it was one of the, the most surreal things I've ever seen in my life because on, I saw a man in a suit. This is the part that sticks to me to this day, falling to his death. 
done. Screaming. They showed it. They showed that. And I, I was saw like, people jumping out the buildings, but not a close-up. It was a close-up. You could literally hear him screaming. And that sticks in my brain to this day because it wow. felt like a movie. I yeah. couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that sticks to me. And just, again, realizing it's been 20 years, the whole year of 2001 is a mixed bag for me. I think about that Leah died in August. I graduated from high school. Um, my little brother was born shortly after September 11th. He was born on September 23rd uh-huh. of that year. So it's a mixed bag of joy and, and pain mm-hmm. and just, you know, it's weird reflecting on that year. So mm-hmm. weird. Cause I never forget. We were at a steakhouse. It was one of these top steakhouses in Detroit and they made that announcement about Leah passing. And I'm telling you that steak did not yeah, taste the same. same. I was no. like, at that point, it was the sustenance. It I was guess. just death. Yeah, uh, that's how I felt when Winnie Houston passed too. Yeah, I was numb. I was bawling like she's my mother. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. It definitely. I was so young. They weren't telling us what was going on, so they had us all, you know, like watching some movie or something. I was in a social studies class, interestingly enough, mm. and um, they just started doing like what they would do for an intruder alert. Yeah, putting the black over the glass and telling everybody to sit and on the floor like they thought because i don't know if you remember they thought the whole u.s was under attack they didn't mm. think it was gonna stop with just those buildings and i think that's probably why they canceled class and because it was so <clears throat> many children i remember because we were children i remember them not telling us the full extent of what was going on and then people started checking out because families can't start coming to get their kids mm. and i was mm. one of the last to leave I'm sitting there like, what's no, going on? Do sir, I need to go? Home? That is never fun. What? I, I do. That. I need to go. <laughs> but yeah. she finally came and got me. Um, but yeah, that was definitely. Fortunately, I I, don't, I didn't have any family in New York at the time me when that was happening. Yeah. Um, but so many people have lost their lives. I again, it's such a surreal. And I think we as Americans forget how blessed we are in terms of that we have never experienced, for the most part. Uh, war where we live you know right. that's the first time many of us have ever experienced where some people live with that every day and mass genocide like right. on the street like right. walking down yeah. the street you could mm-hmm. get knocked off yeah at any moment just yeah. going to school just going anywhere just living your normal in life yeah in danger so i think in a sense that made us more aware of that again we're blessed because that doesn't happen all the time where people in afghanistan praying for people there are dealing with that literally every day day. where they're fleeing you know just trying to live it's not even Mm -hmm. a matter of jobs food we talk about straight up survival of life it's life just life in itself you know so i you know my heart goes out to those people and everything and absolutely our deepest condolences and sending prayers and just love your way Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. so also before we go um there is a dating app specifically for lawyers it is called lawyer without the e and um so my intern decided to do a little experiment why is it called lawyer without the e i'm I'm saying it's without the e because it literally the name doesn't have an e in it not that it's lawyer without the e but they spelled it l-a-w-y-r they just took the e out why i don't know I guess they were trying to be clever. Clearly, a trademark lawyer did not help them with this name right. because it's giving cla- denied as far as the trademark registration is concerned. I would think that it would be more catchy to take the Y out. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, or you took the E out? They took the, the, the E out. The vowel is necessary. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, you can carry on. See, this is the, this is the type of stuff. This is why I can't date Lori. Now I don't want to look at that. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's definitely beta testing because the pickings are slim. And, you know, not that I would. That's because you know, ain't on the map yet. We ain't no, out I was going to say, I'm not going to shy away from my Caucasian brethren, but it's lacking in melanin. Don't say that. Because we don't know about it yet. No, well, I did an experiment. My intern went on there to see what was what would what it was giving. And um the pictures were very much LinkedIn. Like they took it did off their LinkedIn profile. Well, you profile. know, I heard LinkedIn is the new plenty of fish. Clearly, because apparently <laughs> instead of doing things about business connections, they in your, your inbox, inbox talking about in what's up. Like, yes. you know, I see you in this suit. You know, I'm like, I see your accomplishments and I want to know what it's hitting for. Right. <laughs> I heard that. I heard LinkedIn. I did hear that. I did hear that. So, so perhaps. Yeah. But I Lawyer, feel like. Without the E. I get what they were going for just because I guess being a lawyer in being in this space has a uniqueness to it. It definitely does. But the uniqueness to me works against us because I I say that because we don't, I don't think anybody should be leading with what they do. It's about who you are on the inside. Mm -hmm. Your lawyer, being a lawyer is a profession. It's not who you are. So by having a site called lawyer, I just think people are automatically thinking the things that they automatically associate with being a lawyer and that might not necessarily be what it is instead of who i am as a person how i would treat you just because i'm a lawyer that don't mean i'm a good person certainly doesn't mean that you know i'm ready for whatever it is that you're ready for well, you know what i'm saying like it's just it's not to me sending the right message but if you're a lawyer on there and only other lawyers are on there, then you kind of get around that whole stigma or that misconception that people have about the profession. Cause like you're in it. So right. I don't have to go through the trouble of taking that extra step to unring those bells or figure out if you really know what's going on out here. You out here right. to a certain extent, you know, and then you kind of already know what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. You know, I'm probably loud, you know, I'm probably aggressive. So maybe perhaps it'll work to your benefit to I have think the that. other thing that scares me is I feel like lawyers tend to size each other up like they might ask questions that might be inappropriate now maybe I'm put project projecting you know what I'm saying because obviously I haven't had this experience I've only sort of connotated two lawyers right mm-hmm. and I feel like again there's one or two things happening they're going to be asking you or thinking about where you went to law school, if you're a solo practice lawyer, or whether you work in big law or big firm, you partner or whatever the case is, how much money you're making, not making, car, all those different things. I feel like there's a, a level of pressure sometimes with dating another lawyer that isn't there if you're dating somebody in a completely different profession. And see, I don't know. I think I would think the opposite. I think that that's a part of why I have trouble. I think people assume, just like I, I said earlier, I'm down bad. Man, no. And he's like, oh, she got it. She's superwoman. You know, she's a whole lawyer out here. She's responsible for this many clients at a time. She does well under stress. Just because that's what I do doesn't mean that's what I want to continue to do. It doesn't mean I want to do that in every facet of life. Like, I think I struggle more with it for people who don't really understand the profession than I do when I'm speaking to another attorney who knows exactly what the hell's going on. You know, if I walk in and don't say anything, it's probably not a good day. You know, if you woke up and came in here without coffee, I'm looking at you crazy. Because we're probably on the same page. We probably both needed that coffee. Hmm. You know, we probably both have been talking all day and know that the silence is needed. I don't know. I think it could work. I don't know if I'm I'm on board with the lawyer minus the E 
But definitely not. that name is terrible because it's a characteristic of what it is it's giving. So yeah, and if the right people get on there, though, I think that that modified or uh, smaller universe could be beneficial. I've also always said I don't ever want to date a lawyer. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to date a lawyer not because I feel like they're going to size me up. I don't want to date a lawyer because I just it's too, too much. We're too much alike. And I want to have some variety in my life. Variety is the spice of life. Like, I don't want to come in. I want you to teach me something new, right? So if I come in and I've been talking about the law all day and now you want to come in and talk about the law all night, can we talk about something else? And like, I just kind of feel like I just, I don't know, a lot of men in this profession, that's all they have. <laughs> and it's going to control a large percentage of your conversations if that's what both of you do because lawyers work up. so much. Like this man at dinner last night, was asking me how many hours and how many days I work. And I'm like, sir, there's always work to be done. He was like, so Where, for instance, I you were out and about. Yeah. I was at a dinner party. Hmm. Um, he was like, so for instance, at six o'clock on a Sunday night, you might, you might be working. I was like, yeah, I might be. It's hmm. very possible. Yeah. He was like, damn, I won't, I wouldn't want to do that. And he was a truck driver. Mm. He was like, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm. So I, I get it. Yeah. I get it, and I understand what goes into this, and I understand how like it's going to control a large percentage of your conversations if you date an attorney, and I don't want that. I don't. Well, I, I feel really... like you know I've done pretty good to not lead with that per se. You know, to focus on the things that I like to do and who I am at my core. You know what I'm saying? When you first meet somebody, yeah, but I'm talking about once you're dating them. Yeah. Your day to day conversation. I don't. Well, sometimes but i don't feel like you don't date a lawyer well I'm, in, in terms of thinking how i speak like what you talk about what i you talk, talk about, about your job because I, I am a lawyer i don't talk about it no oh. not like that unless it comes up in conversation you know what i mean just kind of mm-hmm. like this happened da, 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 da. something was you know funny to me or whatever mm-hmm. but not so much where that's all i have to stand on you know what i'm saying like that would be weird well, you're cognizant of it. I think a lot of people in the profession aren't because it takes up so much of your time. It is a lot. Of, it is a large portion of your life. Right. And I think it might be different per se for men that are lawyers. And I only say that because the, of the gender assignments for men is that that providing and protecting part. So automatically you're tying uh, providing to your job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're going to automatically leave. I said, yeah, I can provide for you because I do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. You know? So maybe that's why. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. But so we're we're encouraging you to be direct. Don't be so passive. If there's, there are things that people should know. Yes. And that should be vetted at the dough. But as you go along, there are things that I think you can make concessions on and things that you just have to share with your partner and have some grace because believe they are, they're giving grace to you. They are. Yes. You know, it works both ways. It works both ways. Let us know though. We want to know your, your thoughts. Where do you draw the line? What things are expectations? You know, what things should people kind of come ready made with? Does that change at a certain age? Like maybe when you were dating at 20, he didn't have to come with a car, but at 30, you need to have some wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that an expectation or is that something that I should have to tell you to get together? Right. Um, not being on your mama's insurance no more. Do I expect you to just have insurance or do right. I want you to have your own insurance? Because I didn't want to be on your insurance. Like right. what, where right. do we draw the line where as far as what's line? an expect, what's expected and then what's learned? Um, 
Let us know what you think. ATLWateringHole at gmail.com. Again, that's ATLWateringHole at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. I know we be dipping in and out. You know, things Man, are happening. <laughs> she been down bad. So it's kind of, you know, we've been doing as we can, you know, trying to multitask and whatnot because we are working lawyers, you know. Um, I am EJ of EJ Lee Law Practice, where the model is to be referee whistle official out here with your copyright, trademarks, patents, and your contracts here in the state of Georgia. You can reach me at 643-343-2799 or contact at ejleelawpractice.legal. And all that stuff will be in the description box. And I am Luana Fells of The Fells Firm. Look us up, www.thefellsfirm.com, where advocacy is a priority. It is. Um, y'all call me. Hopefully, you won't need me, but if you do. If you do. Um, and I you can, down. Man down. Man. <laughs> not this kind of down. <laughs> not not, not this kind of down. Yeah. But there is a kind of down that she can assist you with. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll help you out. I speak out for those. Yes, uh, yes, yes. yes speak yes, up yes. for themselves. So. All my information will be in the comments too. Y'all pray for me. Please. I need my, I need my foot Please. back. I need, we I need, we need, need her foot back. <laughs> we need her foot back. Smokes needs her foot back because she the can't clients. walk him. He like, ma'am. The clients. I've been doing good working from bed five minutes though. Right. I'm still getting people right. out. Right. Hey, 2021, which is 2020 the remix. Right. Can y'all believe <laughs> we are pretty much at the end of this year? Good Lord. What is this? September? Man. My God. Yeah. 2021 yeah. is just flying through. That's cool. So Maybe 2022 will show us something new. Please, Jesus, because between 2020 and 2021, it was like, hold my mule. What's next? Yes. Oh, and rest in heaven to the, the wire star, too. Oh, my um, God. Who is Jesus? Heaven. Michael K. Williams. I That hit right. me so bad. I don't know why. See, I, because I wasn't necessarily like a big wire fan, but I've watched him in other movies that he did really great in. I loved him in Lovecraft Country. He tends to you play did? very I hated his character. I wanted really? to strangle him. Oh wow. As the dad? He was complex. He, on my damn he was complex. He had a lot of stuff going. There was another show he was in called The Night of, which is also on HBO Max. But he always plays characters that are very nuanced. And, and either you go like him or can't stand. But he sells it. He so said, though absolutely. I did not like the character, I was definitely, he definitely sells it. And I, it's just, it's pretty interesting again that he talks about his struggles with drug addiction since he was a teenager. Yeah. And um, you guys, if you need help, get the help. Please. You need. Because people, we need I, y'all. I, I don't think it's what it was out here in these streets no more. It's too many people dying from drug overdoses, and we just, we, we're better than this. There were several other the um, celebrities help. that have passed recently from absolutely. fentanyl accidental overdoses i'm not sure if that's DMX what's going to end up come out with michael k was it fentanyl with no okay okay but the point is please get whatever help. the whatever ailments whatever, whatever you know get the help you're you trying to cover up using drugs there's there's other ways because yeah. it's taking y'all out and so many people think that they're above it like oh i ain't gonna, nothing gonna happen to me and then they don't attach themselves with the stigma if they're not like broke or like like right. the, you know if they don't have the typical I'm a drug addict persona that has this negative thing. You can be a drug addict and be going to work every day. Yeah. You can be a drug addict and drive a nice car, live in a big home. If you have a problem and you are struggling, forget all of that. Forget Fuck that, that stigma. Get the help because it's still a problem. There's so many people that need you. And that and that's not necessarily to say that that's all you're here for, but you have a purpose in life. It's and bigger it's bigger than you yeah. when you just take yourself out, especially our black men. Absolutely. Too many of them are dying way too early. Absolutely. You know, and he did have children. So 
um, definitely praying for his family and Absolutely. anybody who is dealing with drug addiction. You guys, please stay safe. And we look forward to bringing y'all another episode more timely of ATL. Watering Hope. Bye. Bye, y'all.